Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and they combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. We are live. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey. Welcome everybody to, to another to another yep. edition of Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. Um my name is Christian Brindle. He's Glenn Shelton. And today we have a very special guest here with us today. Um there we go. We have um, Miss Joanna Wyckoff, Joanna from The Block, joining us here today. Joanna, thank you for your taking some time and jumping on the show. Thank you for having me. Friend of the show, repeat guest of the show, um, I guess famous insurance influencer would probably be another title we could add in. I mean, who, who doesn't know Joanna? Guys, we have so much to talk about today. Christian and I have been kind of... Um, going slow through AAP with the Taco Tuesdays because we've been very, very busy. Um, AAP is now behind us officially as of last week. Um, and I think that's really where I'd like to start today, you guys, is let's let's kind of wrap up AAP 2022. What happened? What happened? The good, bad, the ugly. You well, want to start, Joanna? Yeah. Um so I think we all had seen the swing of the pendulum as like from 2020 was everybody was doing business over the phone because of COVID and everything. And then all of Glenn Shelton's call centers were calling everybody. And the agents. <laughs> and the agents. Every agent. <laughs> and the agents Glenn. and and tell you? your people to stop calling me. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, we don't call insurance agents. <laughs> I don't know how else to really say that, but if you're getting over <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, but when I was doing my events at the senior centers and out in town and everything, they were always just exasperated showing me their phones of 50, 60, 70 missed calls a day. And they were just like, I'm just not answering my phone anymore unless it's in my phone. And I was yep. like, I don't blame you. Yep. Um, and so I think the grassroots efforts are making a swing back um, because Joe Namath took it too far, you know? Um, I think all the Joe Namath commercials, I mean, they were always fine, but the, the, the commercials were fine for us because it told people, you know, what it was. They weren't not familiar with it. But the call centers, the illegal calling for, for well care, there's right. no way call from well care and say you were calling from a med sup because well care doesn't have any med seps you know right um but uh 
I, it kind of hurts the the agents that like us who go by the book, you know. Um, my call center, we don't we don't buy third party uh, calls for med subs and flip it to med advantage, you know. Um, <clears throat> we do completely different marketing, and uh, I think. I mean, I wasn't worried about my clients. Most of my clients don't want to talk to people on the phone anyway. Um, but just the annoyance factor of it, you know, we became the slimy insurance agents all over again, right? Yeah, so yeah. true. So true. And yeah, just to touch on this really fast, you guys, and we were kind of joking about this earlier, but there was a, a thread in Six Figure Medicare Agent here in the group where someone had purchased leads from Lead Heroes. And they were under the assumption that we were calling them about Medicare because they were receiving phone calls about Medicare right before AEP or like right at the start of AEP. Um, and, you know, it was it was that's why we were kind of joking about it, because it's like we, we don't call insurance agents to try to see if they're interested in, in something Medicare. Like, obviously, we're going to be calling seniors like we're, we're focused on 65 plus potentially if you're a 65 or older insurance agent. Mm -hmm. There is a potential overlap there, but these were people well under 65. But um, to get to Joanna's point, I think what everyone saw that I was hearing from several different people, clients that we work with, other lead vendors, you know, agents, agents that are making phone calls, agency owners, historic numbers of phone calls went out this AAP. Illegal phone calls, robo calls, legitimate calls, calls to existing clients, calls to leads. It didn't really matter where the call was coming from or why it was going out, but there was a huge increase. And I think what happened is the pandemic, we were already kind of on this slope up, mm -hmm. but I think the pandemic just gassed the fire, just gassed straight on that fire. And it was like this explosion of phone calls. Everyone was making more calls to try to offset the number of calls that they were not being able to normally have. So it just kind of ramped the problem even more direct mail was down. I think a lot of face-to-face -face was down because of the pandemic. So it's like, I was hearing it from all sides. It was like, I'm not getting the traction I'm normally getting. I'm not getting the traction I'm normally getting. And it did seem like grassroots, you know, face-to-face, -face, branding, local market, it seemed like those were the people winning this AEP. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I, I think, you know, it, it's interesting because it, 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 it's business, right? Business has trends and business has, ooh, look at that. No, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm See, I, I didn't bring tacos. So I'm the enemy of the taco <laughs> army. Talk the, 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 the taco, taco, the taco. Guys, let's all give Christian some hate. I know I don't have tacos half the time, but today let's take a minute. Let's give him some hate in the comments, guys. Tell him, tell him what's up. Um, you guys will forgive me, but, um, <laughs> but, but, but no, I think, you know, it was, it, it's just kind of a rule of thumb in business, right? Pendulum swing from mm -hmm. one end to the other, right? So last, last AEP, we had not, I mean, not, not really the carriers or anything like that, but you probably had a lot of organizations, a lot of agencies, especially smaller agents that were probably playing, playing retreat, right? They're, they're, they're playing the, the backup game that they're playing the defense game. Um, and I posted this in the Facebook group yesterday, you know, defense wins championships, but only in sports, not in business. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and, 
now, like now with um, essentially things kind of coming back into the forefront, we probably saw a lot of people, organizations, companies, marketing companies, lead vendors, whatever the case might be, trying to make up for lost time. And it created an influx of marketing all around. Uh -huh. um, and it diluted everybody's returns, whether it be direct yeah. mail returns. If you're used to getting a 1.5% response rate on your direct mail or 2%, you might've only gotten 1% or, or half a percent or something along those lines. If you're used to getting a certain amount of leads through telemarketing leads, well, pickup rates may have not been as high as Glenn, you know, mentioned, you know, right. record set of phone calls being made. Facebook ads, there's more Facebook ads being ran all over, you know, than, than, than ever. Um, it just dilutes things. And so I think my two cents on it, and I'd love to get both of your opinions on it is I think it's going to be more and more important than ever going forward that you get much more creative with your advertising. I don't think that the cookie cutter kind of marketing advertising is going to be as effective as it, it was in the past. Um, I've, I've been a believer of that for a while now, um, but I think to, to really, you know, get the, the best, the best kind of business you can get going forward in 2022, in my opinion, is the type of marketing and advertising that gets people to call you, right? That brings people to you to where you're, they're pursuing you and you're not pursuing them. A hundred percent. I, uh. I created a brand new, two brand new businesses in October in the middle of AUP um, to bring me more marketing like that, you know, more intentional marketing. Uh, it's a lot of work. I mean, I, I spend over 20 hours a week um, just on that. And I'm teaching a select few of my agents. I signed an NDA, the, the process, but um, it's, it's needed. It's, you have to think outside the box, you know, like our direct mail was in the toilet since last year before the election you know and um it just <clears throat> you got to do things differently branding and everything and having people call you is definitely the way to go um so that's what everybody everybody's been you know saying that and if you're not willing to change you're going to suffer so joanna and i <clears throat> We, I don't know if you even remember this, Joanna, because you're so famous and I'm just a little peon over here. You know, I'm like, I'm like, uh, what, what's the, I'm like Schmeagle from Lord of the Rings. You know, I'm just like, eh. But are, we did a far better looking than Schmeagle. <laughs> See, as long as that's my bar, I think I can clear Schmeagle. Schmeagle? <laughs> okay. Most... <laughs> Anyways, we did an interview together. I think it was like right after the pandemic started. It was just me and you. Mm -hmm. We didn't let Christian get involved yet, but um, you had a specific quote in there that I loved. And I think I even turned into a quote card, but it was talking about how if you don't have a plan B or a plan C, D or E, like you're done, you're screwed. Uh -huh. um, and it was like this AP, I felt like that was really like the difference between the agents who had success and the ones who fell flat. And the, and the crazy part, I think this AP is, we were seeing people who have been massively successful in previous AAPs fall below their goals. I mean, I was telling Christian before we went live today, there's a call center that I work with. They probably did about 20% less business than they did the year before, <laughs> even though they were actually staffed higher this year uh -huh. with their agent count. So um, 
you know, I saw a lot of the, a lot of agents and agency owners where it was like, okay, we invested a hundred thousand dollars into direct mail, direct mail came back flat, RAP went with it and, and rinse and repeat that it could have been Facebook ads, could have been telemarketing, it could have been, you know, whatever marketing channels they were utilizing, but the people who had these different plans in place or they diversified and then maybe they found one channel was responding better for them. Seems like those were the people who who still won, who had a good AEP. I'm Christian, I think you did a pretty good job of of diversifying, just from kind of what we talked about. Um, so, really, guys, that that's something that I would highly recommend moving forward. Just diversify, chase what works for you, chase what you are getting response in. I, I do love the local branding. You know, I think there's there's a lot of value in local networking right now, especially with the pandemic. You know that's kind of turned into this slow burn. And, and I, I think seniors have been still affected quite a bit by this. I, I think there's still a lot of concern for their health. Um, you know, again, it's kind of region based, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted to share that, that quote that, that you had from before Joanna, I thought that was awesome. Um, I think it's uh, our friend, Justin Brock, maybe his, his dad, or maybe it was Christian's dad, a little bit of everything works, right? Whose dad was it, Christian? It was Justin, I think. It wasn't mine. Okay. It was was my daddy. My my daddy was the opposite. My daddy was, (laughs) don't do anything different. (laughs) But, you know, we did direct mail. We did Facebook ads. I am the queen of grassroots here in Georgia. Um, And we had retail stores. Um, Strangely enough, some of the retail stores were reporting back like deads like like people didn't want to approach the desk or anything you know um stranger danger so it was a little bit of a weird swing you know but i've had a lot of success with other professionals introducing me as their trusted um specialist you know um yeah um so i i would i would do a little bit of everything and also a lot of agents we noticed didn't call their leads more than once you know that <laughs> been going on for triggered we actually have i have a couple agents who are crazy enough to door knock i'm not the door knocking girl i won't speak on it but i had agents they got um 160 leads and they closed 60 apps out of 160 which i thought was phenomenal because they went and knocked on the door and they you know apparently they were handsome enough to to get to get in and everything but i mean if you want to work your leads like that you know do what others are not willing to do um here in georgia it's a little risky for me to do that i don't like guns getting pulled on me and stuff but um you know certain areas you can door knock right um so do what what the other agents aren't willing to do do you have do you have the numbers on the the one time call thing, like how many leads were only one time called? Door knocking is not illegal for Medicare Advantage. If you have an opt in lead, that's permission to contact. Boom. You're not, you're not cold knocking a door. You have a permission to contact. So I don't know if I have any leads over here. So if I have. Lines police is here. If I have all these signed leads, this is a permission to contact and I can certainly door knock them and say, Hey, James, 
you filled out this lead and you haven't been answering your phone. I'm just trying to get you the information you requested. How can I help you? You know, uh, people need our help. They're, they're not answering the phone because they're afraid of giving their information to somebody in Pakistan or the Philippines and they're worried it's a scam. They're not being told the complete truth, right? So. Some bad hmm. apples out there. I think that's yeah. a great point. I'm a huge fan of face-to-face, -face, especially when it comes to not getting people on the phone. I used to do that as an agent myself. If I couldn't get someone on the phone and that lead wasn't thrown away, it was literally, I literally had a file for leads that I needed to door knock. Mm -hmm. And then anytime I was in an area for an appointment, there's Matthew Murray. I don't even need to see his name. It doesn't show his name, but I know it's Matthew Murray. <laughs> that was a... Who else, right? Like the dad, yes. Uh, but yeah, door knocking, I think... From an efficiency standpoint, when you're trying to get a hold of leads, especially if you're trying to squeeze the juice as much as possible in, in a local area, mm -hmm. door knocking has to be a part of your rep, your repertoire. Um, that was that was a hard one for me, you guys. It's, it's still early for me. <laughs> but... like sense agents do it the best. I mean, yeah, they do. Finally, have to. Yeah, and I think my my um, my process when I've worked leads in the past has always been very simple. Um, I, and I don't even follow my own rules anymore, guys, because I just don't really have the time anymore. <laughs> but my rule of thumb with leads when, when I'm selling is very simple. I think you should call the lead at least five times, at least five times. Um, after the third call, if you can't get them on the phone, send them a text. If that doesn't work, send them an email. You can automate this, right? Okay. If you have a, if, if you have a CRM, a lot of CRMs will automate that for you. Go high level. Right. You get an Eric's go high level. It'll automate that for you. Um, I, if it was just me personally, I wouldn't go to someone's door unless I've tried all of those things first. Right. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to an agent yesterday about that. And they were like, you know, I got X amount of age leads okay. and you know, I, Age leads are a different story, right? So we're not, we're not talking compliance or anything like that. This, but um, but this, this was for life insurance, not Medicare. So compliance the police don't have to crucify me, right? The cross is not, is there, but you don't need to <laughs> nail me to it yet. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but but essentially, you know, she was like, I've got I've called about a third of them so far. Uh, I've got a lot of people not answering the phone, that kind of thing. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm like, you got to understand, age leads is a step above cold calling. It's just a smidge above cold calling. I was like, even still, she was wanted to know if she should go door knocking them. I'm like, I would always call them all the way through at least once before I door knock. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm driving to a house or if I'm driving to a neighborhood, let's say it takes me 20 minutes to get there. Let's say the, the whole thing takes me an hour, hour and a half to get there and back. I could make 60 to 80 phone calls in that time period. Right, right. Um, you, you only want a cold call when you're in the neighborhood. Like, you know, if, if you have a lead and you're down the street running an appointment anyway, you don't yeah, want to yeah. it's, it's an efficiency thing. One house for one door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's craziness. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you, getting back to what you guys were talking about, though, you need to try a multitude of different ways to getting a hold of your leads because calling them one time, it's just not going to cut it. It's never it never did cut it. But even now, I mean, nowadays, it especially won't cut it. Right. We have a question here. They're wanting to buy a CRM. Would you have recommendations on? 
I would get um, one of those nice trapper keepers. <laughs> just <laughs> anything you can stuff in there, you guys. You know, just trapper keeper. You know, <laughs> that's a, I, that was my original CRM. That, that was the 1999 version. That's right. That was, that was CRM. You guys. Um, so we use, we use go high level and we actually use done for you CRM by Eric Fierro because he has support. Um, he actually is going to zoom me tonight to show me how to use my CRM for three other businesses that I own. So, I mean, I don't know anybody who does that type of support for free. Um, and I, I just, either. I pay him $97 a month, the same yeah, as I would Eric, if I collect. Eric, Eric is amazing. You know, amazing. like I, I want to reiterate that. Like Eric is fantastic. Um, Eric can, essentially has built a, a, a ready for you system, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like if anybody that's ever, you know, gotten into go high level, you know, it's a huge task to build it out to get it to do, to function the way that you'd want it to. Eric's done all the work for you. So that's great. Um, so that's, that's always makes it a lot easier for you and go high levels, the, 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 the master um, system when it comes to automations and things like that. Um, we use, we, we, we use agency block for our CRM. Um, we like it. It's not perfect. Um, no CRM is, I think, it depends on kind of what you're wanting. The reason right. why we like agency block is because it keeps track of our agent information. Right. So. I use agency block for agents and we use go high level for um, clients. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was, I was going to say is it really depends on your situation. You know, are yeah. you an independent agent? Do you have a downline? Are you trying to track commissions through the CRM or is it purely client facing mm-hmm. is this right. clients that you got an issued application on like they're your book of business clients or is this more of like a marketing crm where you're funneling your leads and you're trying to qualify people maybe you're doing drip marketing campaigns so it's like there's definitely not a one size fits all um i do you know again i would say second and third to eric fierro and his crm system i work with a lot of agents who utilize that system i think on the marketing side he has a bunch of great stuff to help agents but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily the right CRM for you. Um, as some others, I'll throw out there too. Radius Bob, you know, that was built specifically yeah, for insurance agents. Um, there's a lot of different features in Radius Bob. You don't have to utilize all those features. It's very cost effective. You know, for a very small amount per month, you can utilize their system. Then you've got Agency Cubed, um, Agency Block. Uh, you've got some traditional CRMs like Zoho, um, Salesforce, um, Hypeline. I mean, there's so many. It's like every every time I wake up in the morning, it's like there's a new CRM system I'm hearing about. So it's like there's constantly updates and newer CRMs. Just find one that you're going to use, though. Right. That's the, one, that's the one thing. I can't tell you how many CRM systems go unused i would love to know the stats behind that like if we got a crm owner maybe maybe eric could even tell us right i bet eric could be like oh yeah half of our users don't log in more than once a month it's like oh hmm, interesting like just like joanna was saying you guys don't call your leads which oh i don't know i've said that like every episode of taco tuesday for the past two years now you guys don't call your leads and i don't know why i don't get it i don't i i it's a mystery isn't it like don't get it and then, they like to, and then they like to throw flack at people like me who are generating the leads, right? 
called every <laughs> lead once, closed one deal. The leads were horrible. I only got 5% of people on the phone, whatever, whatever it is. But it's like, you have to, you have to do whatever you can to get the response. It's literally the difference between succeeding as an agent and failing as an agent. Mm-hmm. What is your contact rate with the leads? 5%, 10%. If you're an absolute boss and you're doing these things that we talked about, you're reaching out five to 10 times, maybe you have some drip follow-up you're doing, you're texting, you're emailing, you're door knocking, you can get that response rate up to 80, 85%. It's definitely feasible. If you're calling everybody once, you're probably only going to talk to a quarter of your leads. Mm-hmm. And so think about that. Like with the marketing money that you spend, would you rather talk to one out of four or three out of four? What agent's going to be more successful? <laughs> the agent that presents to three out of four people or the agent that presents to one out of four people? What do you guys think? Like my, my, my money will go on the three out of four. Even if they're a horrible agent, <laughs> even if they don't know what they're doing, the agent who's presenting the three out of four people wins every single time. It's the law of large numbers. It's the law of attrition, you guys. It's literally that simple. 8% nation. You want to get you want to get into you want to leave 92% and get into 8%. <laughs> just get that contact rate 75% or higher. So some like some that. some someone told me something interesting. Um, somebody that probably would know the other day. And I don't know if this is true or not. If any of you guys are just, you know, CRM geeks um, that are watching, let me know if you've heard this as well, or if I'm, it's, it's completely off. I heard someone tell me recently though, that um, radius Bob is built on go high level. I've which never heard that. It, it does look strangely similar. Oh no, we lost Joanna. No. Hopefully, hopefully she'll be back. Yeah, hopefully um, she'll join us. But I mean, it's it, if you look at the if you look at the systems and kind of the the layout of it, it looks strangely similar to it. Yeah, and it was almost like it was almost like Twilight Zone ish when they told me that. I was like, you're like, oh no, no. Oh, what else? What else don't I know? Wait, are you telling me every CRM is built on Go High Level? Check your email provider. That was built on Go High Level. It's all go ahead. There is, I think that's part of what we're seeing though, is there is a ton of people marketing CRMs. I know offhand probably four different CRMs that are being marketed, but they are all literally just go high level with a skin on them. (laughs) And it's, I don't, I guess for me personally, I feel like it's slightly misrepresenting. Like I don't, I feel like Eric, uh, fear, you know, sales university, Eric over there, Fiero, um, I feel like he's very transparent about that. He always explains up front. Eric's like, hey, this system's on go high level. Like this is built on go high level. She's back. She returns. Sorry, difficulties. I got kicked out. My internet crashed. So dang internet. That's that Georgia internet. That Georgia <laughs> internet. But guess what? It's it's better than the internet on the cruise I'm about to be on next week. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. So remind us where you're going. Remind remind the audience where you're going. So it's an eight-day cruise. We're going to Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. And I haven't been to either three of those islands, so it's going to be new scenery for me. Uh Nice. 
That'll eight be days. Nobody asking me how to do part B. I'm, I'm excited. Well, that'll that'll be fun. That'll yeah, be fun. Be awesome. You know, I was this close to going on this cruise with Joanna, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Um, but I have a, a I have a, a a child who's a, you know, I don't know what I'd do with her. I can't I can't just throw her overboard. You know, we got to find a place for her. Yeah. Get her, get her a floaty. <laughs> her a floaty, dude. Drag her behind the rope. Yes, tie a rope. See, you already went there. See, problem solving. Floaty. Problem solving. Maybe, maybe next year when she's a little bit more accommodating. <laughs> a bit bigger. Yeah. Um, Bill Green and family is cruising with us, so that's exciting. I so, uh, jo Joanna, I I wanted to I wanted to to bring up a topic that we talked about. Oh. Um, make sure we don't run out of time on it because i do think it was important um and that's about like why do you feel because mm -hmm. you get the same phone calls dms emails that i do right mm -hmm. throughout aep of agents that Ooh, i know where this are is trying to do things that they should have done months ago yeah. but they're trying to do it on october 13th 14th 15th 16th just the worst time of the year to try to do those things like doing their certifications, right? Doing their AHIP, whatever it might be. Why, why does that happen so often? Where does that come from? You know, I was thinking about this myself. I mean, I think some people are just procrastinators or some people think that they know it or that they won't need it. Right. Like uh, I used to think that I wouldn't need uh, final expense underwriting, <laughs> you know, and then you, somebody asks you a question, then you suddenly want to write final expense, even though you're not a final expense agent. Right. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize, and I didn't realize this back in 2017. Um, remember I didn't come from the industry. Like I didn't have a Bob Rindle that I saw how hard he was working. When I first got to Medicare, it was sold to me that I had to do AHIP and carry certifications and then I would be good to go. Well, we know that that barely scratches the surface, right? AHIP doesn't teach you how to do the business and the carry certifications barely teach you how to use their own platform, right? Um, so I think it's a right. lack of, I think it's a, for the new agents, I think it's a, for a lack of setting the expectations by whoever brought them into the industry. Um, I think that the expectations should be set and say, you know, Joanna, you're going to spend 60 hours between July and August doing your first looks, your training and everything. And then you're still going to have questions on how to do stuff. And here's where we store that. And, you know, you have your own university and stuff. And I have, uh, I built Nation Care semi-university before uh, last year, I think I built it like two years ago, and I'm reshooting new content to add to that. Um, but I think, I think a lot of people just think that they, they'll they'll cross that bridge when they get to it. You know, uh, Grey's Anatomy's on, right? Grey's uh, <laughs> Anatomy. Um, you know, and then also, um, you know, a lot of people give flack to part-time agents. I started as a part-time agent, so I understand. You know. I worked full time at Social Security. I would come home and and do all my certifications. I would do you know Aetna one night and Anthem one night and Humana another night, right? Um, but you have to actually commit to the business. I mean, a lot of times people tell me they're part time, 
and they're actually not any time. They're they're maybe Ooh. a time, you know. Ooh. So if you're not, actually- there's also there's also full time agents who are also not any time. By, by the way, that that goes beyond part time. But I love that analogy. Yes, yes. Um, but if you're not actually, uh, where's my planner? So if, if you don't actually have, I'll pick a next year. But if you actually have a planner that looks like this and nothing's on it, then you're you're not and you know working on your business like you tell people you are. I think a lot of agents say that they're working on their business and they're maybe working on Canva business cards or Vistaprint or something and building a website, but they're not actually learning their business, you know? Um, And so, yeah, um, I don't want to go to an accountant that first worked on his website and didn't work on how to do my taxes. Right. Um, So I think, I think it's about seriousness. When I finally got serious with Medicare, um, it was summer 2018 when I was fighting for my releases and I had just met Joe and I had a glimpse that it was possible. I just was with the wrong people, you know, but I mean, I think some people, they don't, they don't have a schedule, you know? Um, and then they, they get overwhelmed because it sounds like, like, uh, I showed you my, my checklist for today. Right. And, uh, like, have all these people's names on a sheet of paper that I have to get through today before I'll let myself go shop. <coughs> and um, people get people who are brand new would get overwhelmed with that list, right? Because it seems like so much to do, but they just put it on a schedule, 30 minute increments, you're, you're, you'll be done in a couple hours, right? Um, and I think, you know, taking you know, we talk about this a lot in like weight loss. So like I'm trying to lose weight, right? Because I gained a lot of weight. And um, if like, let's say we want to lose 50 pounds. Well, 50 pounds seems like a lot all at once, right? But if I just focus on the first three pounds and then next week focus on the next three pounds, right? It's a lot easier to manage. And pretty soon I'm 50 pounds lighter by just focusing on the next step ahead of me. So I think agents get overwhelmed with, you know, everything, all the content that is out there in the universe and, you know, everybody's trying to be like my friend, Justin Brock and, and all these superstars, dude, you, you have to learn part B first. Like, you know, you have to learn how to do an application. You have to read your applications, you know, um, <laughs> you should not be reading applications for the first time. <laughs> You know, and and I'm sure Justin will agree with that. You know, he didn't he didn't become the rock star that he is by by putting it off and not doing the work. And same with you and and any other rock stars. You know, you sat down and you didn't ask, hey, how does Aetna view diabetes? You read the the Aetna application that told you how that they talk about diabetes, right? I'm here to sell insurance, not to read. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, really fast though. I saw this, this Instagram, like motivational video. Like I have a bunch of like things I'm subscribed to like motivational entrepreneur things. And it, there's something that Joanna just said that like triggered this memory for me of one that I just watched recently. And it was talking about people who go from being an employee and they jump directly into being an entrepreneur or a business owner and how they have this mindset that they need to replicate their place of employment before they even generate a client or they're generating revenue. And so they'll go from 
starting their business to they're thinking about, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of already touched on it, right? Like they're, they're designing their logo, they're designing their website, they're leasing an office, they're buying office. And then all of a sudden they've accrued all this debt. They don't have, you know, any clients, they have no cash flow, no revenue coming in. Um, and that's absolutely kind of the backwards way of doing it. I mean, you really have to work first before you spend the money and invest and, and spend time on, on all this other stuff. I think, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Joanna. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I think like, I think that's a great point, you know, like I, for, for my first five, maybe six years of selling insurance, nobody knew who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knew Christian Brindle. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I didn't start using e-apps until like four years ago. You know, like I was That's just. When they started coming about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mutual was around and there were some okay. that were around, but like, I mean, like I, I didn't, you know, I, we, we, I did everything on paper. Until mm-hmm. about four years ago, you know, we did, I went. I went to every single home appointment until about four years ago. Every single house, like that, people don't see the the behind the scenes stuff. You know, they don't see the years of falling on your face and learning and going through experiences and making sales and you know putting in that effort and grit and hard work and grind. No. Um, they just. They just see more so like what the product is today, like what the finished product is today. Um, and like, you know, I, I always tell people like, you know, I, I didn't just start in the business the way I am today. Like, you know, if, if people see me post pictures of me when I started in the business, I look like I'm 16. Like you look at it, you're like, man, that was a long time ago. You know, there's a lot <laughs> since from net, from then until now, um, and you got to take your lumps. You got to go through that too. You know, mm-hmm. you can't cheat the process. You got to go through it too. Well, you I would say you- one way to cheat the process though, that's actually legitimate Christian is you can have a shorter learning curve than you and me by attaching to somebody like you or me. Right. So Amen. You, don't, right. you don't have to go through 100%. what I went through in 2018, trying to figure out how to get a freaking release if you partner with a decent upline who helps you go through that, you know, um, and there's plenty of good ones out there. There's plenty of shitty ones out there too, but, you know, partnering with a, a good mentor should be cutting your learning curve. Now I will say this, I have plenty of agents who didn't show up to any of my trainings all year long. And, and you know, sometimes we used to blame the upline and now as the upline, I'm like, I have agents who ask me questions on 12-7 and they ghosted all of my, they never showed up. We have three trainings a week, three live trainings a week, never showed up. And so I think a lot of it is the quality of agent. Uh, Some people should not be in the insurance business, you know, Um, and I'm not afraid to say that anymore. This is not a hobby career. You want a hobby? Go sell some real estate, right? <laughs> Everyone should be an agent. Everyone keep their license active. Don't listen to her. If you're horrible at selling insurance, just keep doing it. Oh my gosh. Please get her off. Get 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 her out of here, please, Christian. Boot her. Or may, Boot maybe her. Boot her. America, right? Um, <laughs> but I think I think that if you if you are only selling a policy a month or whatever 
it is, you're never going to pick up momentum or retain the knowledge. And somebody said that to me and, and they, they offended me when I was part-time. Um, but he was like, why should I spend my time teaching you when you're not going to remember it? Now, he didn't know that I remember everything like an encyclopedia, right? But for the most generic part-time agent, that's true. Because if I teach you something in January and you don't utilize it until December 7th, you're going to ask me the same question over again, right? Yep. And we're going to be like, oh, my God, Christian, they don't pay attention to my training, <laughs> you know? Um, so I would become a master of your craft and I preach it all the time. I did not become, you know, the encyclopedia of social security by just reading the policies once, you know, um, practice makes perfect, right? Christian, um, you know, how do you know how to do an application or what the questions are on the application? You read it a million times, right? You, you know, you're no. underwriting because you read, no. you read that question a million times. Uh, you, you don't read the question on December 7th going, I'm trying to figure out who's going to take this diabetic on this med set, right? Um, yeah. so this isn't real estate. This isn't, you know, selling on eBay or driving for Uber. You know, it's not something you could just pick up and put back down. Uh, you can really screw somebody up if you don't know your craft and what you're doing. hundred percent. And I do want to say, like, I wish everyone would take that mindset, like you said, especially when taking it, cause there's the problem, <laughs> the key problem. And we talked about this specifically, the three of us have talked about this before on the show, but the big problem is the MLM opportunities in mm -hmm. the insurance world where the the person who's bringing new people in they don't even know how to sell insurance and they're bringing mm -hmm. insurance agents in and these people flounder i mean the failure rate has to be astronomical I've been in mlm yeah me too 2018 to 2018 yeah and yeah. we had to meet quotas on on the hiring people i ended up hiring my yeah. sister because i had a quota to meet <laughs> and uh, and my little sister, she's a licensed Medicare agent now. I mean, she'll write a couple apps a year, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, that MLM is not, they're not doing anybody a service. Correct. Um, they're, they're actually making the agent their consumer because they're selling. I, I heard one MLM is charging a monthly fee. Um, and then the other ones that we know Primerica makes you buy all their own brochures and stuff. So if you have to pay, pay to play, uh, paying your agency or something, you're the consumer. If you have to buy their leads, you're their consumer. They might not care if you ever call those leads or sell those leads. You bought their leads. You're their consumer. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to take a minute and talk about um, bankers' life Ooh. while while we are on this topic because I have Ooh. this one. So there's this Christian just made this post about I bankers. See. Yeah, Christian just made this post about bankers. I, I, I guess if we back this up even further, I had a family member who worked for bankers. I know bankers very well. I've worked with bankers life agents. I know my local bankers life office. I'm kind of familiar with how the structure of the company works. I know how the <laughs> marketing works. There's this one agent in particular that for some reason responds to every piece of marketing that happens at Lead Heroes. And he throws a fit about the prices. Even when I'm talking about like, a fixed cost lead where they only have to spend like three, $400 up front at once. And I'm like, I'm like, that's a cost of one mail drop. I'm like, what are you saying? You can't afford this. I'm like, stop talking to me. <laughs> if you can't afford this, like then don't spend money on market, go do whatever. Like, um, but I feel like banker's life could potentially kind of fit into this, this model we're talking about, like bringing agents in, 
you know, not caring, not training them. You know, it's almost this like, let's just throw people at the wall and, and kind of see what sticks. And it really ruins it for everyone. So I've never worked for Banker's Life. I have received a couple agents from there. One of our top agents came from Banker's Life. So I don't I, I don't know if they train everybody or don't train anybody. And my Joanna, rescue I need you to rescue all of them. <coughs> you need to oh, go on a mission. Bill Green, do you hear that? We gotta go rescue people. <laughs> Bill Green they're they're essentially like a, a, a big meat grinder, is what they yes. are. Okay. You know, they are so, so like, I, I, I probably, I'll give him, I'll give him credit on this. Um, Chris Westfall, he okay. has a really great video on his YouTube channel that essentially is a news story that breaks down a reporter that infiltrated one of their offices Ooh. as a recruit Ooh. undercover. And they have like secret cameras and everything like that. I mean, they're, <laughs> and, and now <laughs> what? it's, it's, I mean, it's very, it's worth watching. It's very entertaining. If you haven't seen it, it's on Chris, Chris, Chris Westfall's YouTube channel. Okay. Um, but Pop it's plug. very, it's, it's incredibly like, telling in terms of how they train people right like they're it's it's kind of shocking very unethical um when i lived in florida bankers was a very big presence they're not really a big presence they seem to be everywhere but they never seem to sell anything because they were trying to sell meds up to a medicare advantage market right um but they would they would door knock markets they door knock people turning 65 and they would tell people things like, we're the only Medicare supplement that doesn't go up in price. I heard probably over 30 plus, 30 to 40 people tell me that th that this is what they were told by the salesperson. Hmm. We're the only Medicare supplement that doesn't raise our rates. So people buy into it. They pay $40 a month more than maybe than another Medicare supplement carrier would be. But they're doing it with the expectation that the rates don't go up. Then, of course, a year goes by, the rates go up 7 8 9%. Um, and then they call bankers upset about it and bankers says, well, that agent doesn't work for us anymore. They throw their hands up in the air. They're like, we don't take any responsibility for what that agent said. It's just such a meat grinder organization. It's, um, so th that's not an ENO complaint or people just don't file ENO because they say the, the person's out of business. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that they wash their hands of it because they don't take responsibility for the agent. And then you have agents like us who are scared to say the word best, right? <laughs> um, right. It's that's, you know, we're not, not all the same. You know, uh, I saw somebody post, I want to say it was in Justin's group uh, that his brother was being told to do something shady. And then he, he ended up inboxing me and it was USAA who was teaching him how to do a shady practice. And I was shocked because, I mean, I was a USAA customer for 13 years with home, my home and auto, you know. Um, but the, the agent was like, I know it's not uh, a legitimate practice. I know it's shady. I know it's probably going to get him, uh, you know, fired from the carriers, if not, you know, a DOI complaint, right? And um, I just say, if, if you if your gut tells you that it's not right, then don't do it because it's your license. You know, it's your carrier appointment. I don't care if you work for Glenn's call center, Christian's call center, our call center. It's your license, not the call center's license that gets 
hammered when they say we received an allegation that you're that this person said this this and this and did this this and this the, the top line doesn't get in trouble it's the agent who holds the appointment that gets in trouble um so protect your license yeah. and, and there's plenty of opportunity out there there's more than one agency or call center if one's not doing it right and doesn't you have anxiety going home at night find find 20 other people to interview i mean people are desperate for agents nowadays i mean we had a hard time finding agents for aep in our south florida call center because we we, we don't just take anybody first of all but we wanted you know people who uh, were seasoned and who were ethical right um <clears throat> it's a shame though so christian what do you think we should do for 2022 um so we don't have the same growing pains as we saw um in 2021 yeah i mean i think i think um more grassroots marketing is going to be the friend of the independent in the individual agent i think that's going to be very important um, I think when you're doing things like direct mail, when you're doing things like Facebook advertising, those kind of things, it should be branded for you. You really mm -hmm. should be co concentrated on your brand as an agent. Um, I think networking things are going to, you know, networking events are going to be really important. I think running events are going to be really important, mm -hmm. right? I think seminars are, are at an, they're, the stock on seminars is really high right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people that are doing incredibly yes. well with seminars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I choppy, guys? Is my connection? No, you're crystal clear. Okay. Okay. I can't see anybody. Um, it just says Facebook but, on my side. No, he was asking if his connection was having issues. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, but, I, but I agree but with essentially, that. Actually, like I think. I think those things are going to be valuable um, for us internally. I think we're going to be, you know, we, we've always done a, a large diversification of marketing, right? We mm -hmm. buy some leads, we buy, you know, we do, we buy some generic leads, we buy some kind of leads here, there, there, but we also do our own internal marketing. We do our own branded direct mail. We mm -hmm. do um, our own branded Facebook advertising. We're going to probably be taking our foot off the gas in terms of buying leads. We'll probably still buy some as fillers. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, really the battle cry for us next year and internally for our own internal production and our own internal clientele is we want people to call us, we want people to reach out to us. We don't, I, I want to essentially come almost, if I can help it, completely remove the need for us to make outbound calls to people. So Christian, um, you have a YouTube channel? Yes? It does. Okay, maybe he can't hear me. Yeah, hang on, guys. I will answer on his behalf. Okay, so one thing I know about Christian is I know he has a business Facebook. I know he has a website and a YouTube channel. And I know he has a professional email, Christian at something. Most agents I've seen in the Facebook groups who are one, two man shows, three man shows, they're still using their name at gmail.com. Oh, God. And they have no presence online and their Facebook is locked up tighter than Rikers Island, right? And so if you're trying to create a branding, the first thing you got to do is create a presence, right? 
And so if you have no presence, then you don't look legitimate, right? The first thing I did when I opened up my second business is I went and did the LLC. I got the domain name and I did the email. That's the first thing I did when I opened up my Canadian bacon, you know, and it was the first thing I did when I opened up two new businesses last month is I got the domain name, I got the LLC so they could see we're legitimate, right? And um, <clears throat> we did the, the branding and everything. Because if you look like a shady person from Pakistan, I mean, they're not going to do business with you. You have to you have to have content on your Facebook page, a business Facebook page, a legitimate email. You don't want to use JoannaWycoff at gmail.com or Yahoo or Hotmail, right? So, so there's an agent. I'm not going to name them, but they spent thousands of dollars on custom suits. Hmm. and they don't have a website they uh what else they their email was at gmail mm -hmm. just like you just said mm -hmm. um i i don't think there's like any branding or, or like there for for whatever reason we kind of talked about this a second ago like the the employee mindset i'm gonna lease an office before i have any clients or any employees for whatever reason this agent decided i'm dropping That's a ton so of money on on custom tailored suits was it doing seminars i maybe I, I honestly don't know but but to hear like I, I don't know like i feel like a simple website and simple social media like it costs almost nothing for the website eric fears go high level has a website attached to it um he's gonna show me so you don't even have to recreate the wheel it's already uh-huh um and is yeah a, is that a generic domain or is it like you buy your own domain i'll ask him when i i'm i have a talk with him afterwards uh i think you use your own domain i mean your own domain is like 12 dollars a year from GoDaddy. you know yeah it's nothing my email it's is like six dollars a month from yeah GoDaddy. yeah it's so like getting a custom email set up is super super simple so like that's it, it's never even an issue um, I, I, there is a question here. It says, Glenn, could I ask, how do you cope with the DNC from the Philippines? So, you know, we talked about how there's been a record number of phone calls that have happened this year. You guys, your bottle mixes into your green screen. You're, you're drinking your back around. I love it. Um, you know, so there's all of these different companies. There's a bunch of foreign companies, foreign call centers. There's call centers all over the world. I mean, you name it, you, you can find a place that has call centers in um, South America, Pakistan, the Philippines, Egypt, you know, you can find these call centers anywhere. So what, what I, this is kind of what I tell everyone is that if the call center doesn't have a legal U.S. presence, then they don't have to adhere to any U.S. laws. At Lead Heroes, we are a legal U.S. company. The company is is based here in Oregon. You know, you can look us up like we're an active business. And so we have to adhere to all TCPA laws, all DNC laws. Um, so that's that's one thing. Like when I had someone last week, they were telling me like, yeah, I'm talking to this call center in Pakistan. You know, I think I can get leads for like seven dollars per lead. They, sh they told me they were all TCPA compliant. I'm like. I'm like at that cost, at the price point and the fact that they're not based in the U.S., they, they really don't have to adhere to any U.S. laws. So you're really on the hook there. So 
Um, but yeah, it really comes down to data aggregation for us at Lead Heroes. You know, we're we're pulling records from all sorts of different sources, opt-in sources, um, to allow us to maximize the number of phone calls. But sorry for hijacking the conversation there. You guys just want to answer that great. question. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I've actually I was actually fascinated by that. I was like, because I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Everyone everyone thinks because we utilize virtual assistants that are out of the country, they're like, oh. He gets to break every law he wants, that lucky dog. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I wish, I wish that was true. I wish I could that, just la la la, do whatever I want. But dirty, filthy Glenn Shelton. Yeah. <laughs> we just call insurance agents about Medicare. That's, yeah. that's what we do. Um, can so my sorry guys, my connection was just coming in and out when you were talking about the the websites and all that stuff. Well, um, one thing I'd like to add to what you guys were saying, if I may, is I think that something that I've always told people is, and, and I think both of you already touched on it, but I'll just kind of reiterate it. I think you, you need to learn to walk before you can run, right? You need to be able to learn to crawl before you can walk, et cetera, et cetera. So there's two camps here, right? There's brand new agents and you should just get out there and make some sales, right? Get some money coming in, get some experience under your belt. And then there's the agent that has, a couple hundred clients, right? And they're trying to make that jump into 500 clients, a thousand clients, 2000 clients. They're trying to really expand their, their, their horizons. Um, I think that's the person that needs to really listen to what you guys were just talking about with the website. Right. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying here is like, you need to get your branding in, in order. Um, but I think some people will watch this and they'll think, well, the branding has to be in order and they'll get all that in order before they even concentrate on making any sales. So I think it's important to differentiate that. I've always told people with branding, this is a simple way to, to do it. If you were to go Google yourself right now, what would you find? Country music singer, Glenn Shelton. That is true. You know, that, that popped up <laughs> on my year ago today thing. I posted that on Facebook. Yes, one year I ago saw today. that. I know. <laughs> Um, but like what, what, like lead heroes is a great example, you know, like yeah. you Google Medicare leads lead heroes is like right there. You know, that the, the mm -hmm. SEO is in, is intact, not that you necessarily have to, you know, be a, spend a bunch of money on First SEO or whatever the case right. might be. But, um, but if someone goes in Googles, can you see that our interviews no. come up on Google, it says taco Tuesday, Joanna Wyckoff returns August 25th. <laughs> boss, Joanna Wyckoff, Medicare Mentors. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, what did I say at the start of this, Joanna? I said famous insurance influencer. Three words. But I think I think you know there's nothing that your clients like to see more than if they can Google you or your agency and they can see a lot of credibility, right? They see a Google My Business page with good reviews, with five-star reviews, they see a website. They see a Facebook page. They see an Instagram page, a LinkedIn page with your accomplishments. Like those things cost very little to nothing to set up. Um, and that right there can make a big difference in what you're doing. And if you're making YouTube videos, make sure the YouTube videos are on your website because that helps your SEO as well. Yes. It's your own branded content. Um, and that's helped our website out, out quite a bit. So I know we're getting close to the hour mark here. And I want to respect both of your guys' time. Um, but I do have a question I want to ask both of you. So this is, so we're coming into to the end of the year. There's oh. a lot of agents who just wrapped up AEP who are probably not going to do anything, or maybe they're trying to figure out their, their next move. 
what I don't understand, and maybe we could get some clarity here. If you're a final expense agent or you're a Medicare agent and you have this big book of business, you have all these clients, maybe this is your third, fourth, fifth year. Why is it that most agents, I would have to assume the majority of agents, like 70% or more of agents completely neglect their book of business when it comes to referrals, when it comes to cross-marketing policies, supplemental policies. Because, you know, when I hear Christian saying like, hey, we're going to try to focus on more grassroots next year. We're going to try to buy less leads next year. My first thought is you should be targeting your book of business. And I know from previous conversations I've had, it seems like so few are going after their current clients. What What is that? Why is that happening? <laughs> Laziness? Fear? So I think that, so Andrew, who's who's in the delivery room right now, expecting the birth of his son any second, he, he said it a lot on our cross training where agents think that they will lose the Medicare Advantage deal if they pitch hospital indemnity or cancer. Yeah. And it's a fear. So they just don't. They just get the business and keep moving on. So they're afraid of asking Mr. Jones, Ms. Jones about their 401ks and their life insurance and stuff because they just have their Medicare supplement. They don't know how to do the rest. And they just, you know, they want to stay with one product, right? And there's nothing wrong with being a master of one and then expanding later, right? But most people who are retiring from a job, and we're seeing people retiring late now, a lot of them are retiring at 66. They need to roll over that life insurance from the job to a civilian policy, and they don't know how to do it, right? And you not saying, hey, I do that too, or somebody in my office can do that for you, because it doesn't have to be you. It could be one of your referral partners who's the master of underwriting life insurance or annuities. You're not just leaving money on the table, but you're neglecting a need in their house. So when that 66-year-old retired two months ago and lost their work insurance and they get hit in a car accident, now it's like you feel the guilt for not asking them, hey, Glenn, I know you're retiring from Lockheed Martin. We're just taking care of your Medicare today. <coughs> have life insurance there too? Did you have a retirement plan there too? Did you have dental and vision there too? Because in their mind, they're just checking off what they got to move. Like when I was getting out of the military, we had to check off everything we had to transition, right? it's a transition and you're not really selling them something they don't need. You're not, you're not asking them to buy a Lamborghini and they don't know how to drive stick. You know, um, you're asking them to transfer something from their corporate job to the civilian world. Um, and that's actually my script is I'm just checking a box. All right, Christian, you're retiring from, you know, the pharmaceutical world and going to the civilian world today. We're taking care of your Medicare. By the way, did you have dental there? Okay, we can take care of that today too. Did you have life insurance there? Okay, I'm gonna have to do a little bit of research, but I can take care of that too. Did you have a retirement plan there? Great, I have a partner that does all of my retirement planning. You know, I'm gonna give you his name and number and you guys can chat about what that means to move it over and everything. 
And to them, it's just check, check, check. Thank you so much. That was a relief off my shoulders. I was wondering how I was going to get all that done. I didn't know you did all of that. I thought you just did my Medicare, right? So um, <clears throat> a lot of people don't stay in front of their current clients. I, I'm here writing Christmas cards, and I should have, and, and bad, bad JoJo, bad JoJo, I should have hired someone to do my Christmas cards, but I've had a hard time finding people to work. Um, I need to hire like three admins, and I trust <coughs> no one. I'm so, you know, and I was talking to Glenn, I'm, I'm not going to blow up, blow up blow up your spot Glenn but yeah. I was like I really need like a virtual assistant that I can trust that's already been trained to do what we do like tomorrow you know 100%. and Glenn's working on a project I'll let you tell about your own project sure. but um you know I think I think seasoned agents who are at that busting point I've seen a lot of posts on the groups about hey I wasted so much time not wasted I spent so much time on my current clients how do I get new clients if my thousand clients are eating up all my time in AEP? And it's it's gonna come from using talent like virtual assistants and part-time admin, and even maybe interns, um, but definitely hiring people because your time is best spent selling, not typing in metformin, you know, and using technology and and all the um, all the automation that is come into place and i'm i'm probably the less techie out of anybody but if i'm trying to learn automation then everybody should because it's 2022 now you know there's no reason you're manually texting you know 300 400 500 people you know you gotta you can click one button and done for you crm and it does it all for you for that you know um and virtual assistants, why why spend your three hundred dollar an hour hour, you know, calling Miss Jones and seeing if she got her Humana card when you can have it and a virtual assistant do that, you know? Um, Standing ovation for that last part, you guys. So, so yes. a lot of, of twenty twenty two for for me and <laughs> what we're doing is working smarter, more efficiently. I actually asked my we have an employee that does all, all of our Facebook lead generation and everything. And I even asked him, I said, hey, Zach, you are worth way more than tracking agents' applications. Can you oh give me a list of tasks I could outsource? I'm you know? keep clapping until I hear something that I'm not super excited about. Okay? <laughs> but, you know, outsourcing it or doing the dumb work at 10 o'clock at night. Like, I don't write Christmas cards between eight and eight o'clock during the day. I'm writing these at 11 o'clock at night while I'm watching TV and, and decompressing, right? I'm not I'm not doing my business card logo at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm, that's, you know, income activity driven, right? Um, and so I think, I think one of the things with new agents, you guys got to get out and sell as soon as you get your AHIP done and your carry certifications done. You need to make a sale in the first two weeks. Agents who wait all summer to make a first sale on October 15th, that's where the struggle bus comes in at, you know? Um, struggle <laughs> <laughs> and it's a struggle, it's a struggle for you, the upline too, who's trying to, to trying to teach you QMB is on October 15th as well, you know? Um, and then for, for seasoned agents, um, keep going and not getting burnt out. Uh, burnt out was uh, how I was feeling this AEP. 
um, because I have my own personal clients and a lot of agents I support. And those are my pride and joys, you know, and trying to be all things to all people. And I'm like, I really need employees to run um, my Georgia Senior Solutions business, you know. Um, So, yeah. That that part and I had Christian, I'd actually asked Christian publicly on a Facebook post. I said, Christian, what do you think your hourly when you're when you are selling, what's your hour, average hourly revenue that you're generating? And he said 300, which is the same number you just said, which I think experienced agents, it really should be at least 300. Mm-hmm. At least a 150. At least. Yeah. I mean, I think a brand new agent, like in my head, a brand new agent could probably stumble in and they're making 100 bucks an hour in gross revenue. They could have expenses, lead costs. Like, doesn't mean they're taking home a hundred dollars an hour. But I think, I think anywhere from a hundred to three hundred dollars an hour, and and maybe if you're really experienced, maybe it's even higher than that. But focusing on eliminating those low revenue generating activities, I used to spend twelve to fifteen hours a week managing spreadsheets, making phone calls, setting appointments. Super low revenue or zero revenue generating activities, and just clearing your plate of that in taking those hours and slotting it into your revenue generating activity changes everything you guys at lead heroes the whole concept of the company is you're not taking your time to prospect anymore you're paying us to prospect for you and the same thing is going to be applicable as we're moving into next year and this is exactly what i want to talk about at the summit get your tickets now six-figure agent summit joanna you're going to be there right I thought that's why everybody was coming. She's going to be speaking. Oh, 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 oh. oh Christian. No <laughs> All about Joanna. Um, but this is literally what I'm going to be talking about, you guys. It's going to be about your time. You're 40 to 50 to 60. Whatever time you're spending per week, how you spend that time, what activities you should be focused on, and what needs to be outsourced or off your plate in order to be successful. So that's just just... I can talk all day about that. But before I get too off topic, Christian, I want to deflect that last question back to you about current book of business. And I do think what Joanna said made perfect sense. There's a lot of fear about losing and it goes against the data. The data says your clients are happier and they're going to stick around if you have more than one policy on the books with them. But the mindset of the agent is the opposite of what the data says. The mindset of the agent says, if I sell a second policy, the first policy is going out the window. So what, what is that? Yeah, I think, um, I think, I think, you know, it's hard to top all that from Joanna cause she, she hit that right on the head. I think it's a fear complex, you know, it's a scarcity mindset to where, you know, I have this already, I don't want to lose it. Um, and so that, that, that's kind of with, with, with the cross sell, um, why so many agents have a difficult time going back and making that cross sell. I think in terms of like client retention, not only client retention, but also, you know, making it to where you're not driving yourself nuts, you know, um, dealing with clients is, you know, um, Joanna also hit it right on the head. You got to, you got to um, outsource things like an, an example, you know, it might not even necessarily be, hiring somebody. Yes, you want to hire people, but like certain tasks you might not even need to. Like an example would be like your for your Christmas letters, Joanna. If I were you, I would I would partner up with a local mail house and have them do that for me. Um or I'd work with a a thanks IO kind of like organization that's completely automated. 
you pay 50 bucks a month, you pay a, a, a set amount per card and you have them send it out. And it looks like it's handwritten cards, you know, it's very high quality. So like the outsourcing is going to be huge. You need to just remove tasks from your plate because you need to focus on what brings the most value to your organization. And that's bringing in revenue. It's driving revenue. It's, it's, it's making things happen. Um, and, and, and so I think that's a big part of it. Um, what we do in terms of our retention with our clients is we send them a letter at the beginning of September, letting them know that AEP is approaching. We send a different letter to Medicare Advantage clients than we do to Medicare supplement clients. In the last two years, I've posted them in the groups. So a lot of you guys have probably seen them. Um, we send an automated email out. We prepare automated emails to go out to our Medicare Advantage clients on October 1. And um, it will essentially, if, if we have a lot of clients with one, let's say, Medicare Advantage plan, let's say we have 100 clients with one plan. Well, we'll attach the, the ANOC for that plan in a PDF and we'll basically touch on what we feel like is the biggest changes on that plan. And we'll send that will hit their email on the 1st of October. Um, we send another automated email to our Medicare supplement clients. So we're, we're constantly hammering them with letters, emails, um, and then someone from my office will call all the Medicare Advantage clients the first couple of weeks of October and go over changes. So like, that's what we do to keep our clients. It's expensive, it's time consuming, but it works. Um, but you can't do that all by yourself. It's, it, it's impossible. You know, you're one person. It doesn't matter how hard you work or how much you hustle or grind. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. No one, you know, you have to, you have to find ways to, to essentially duplicate yourself um, and remove tasks from your plate. But yeah, that's a little bit about what we do. So Glenn, Christian, is that a shift in going from being self-employed to a business owner? So yes, here's, here's so. the key breakdown. And I've talked to Christian specifically about this. And I think the mindset is when you're spending money on an employee or an assistant, you have to look at it as an ROI and not an expense. Mm -hmm. And most people look at it as I'm spending money. Why would I spend my hard earned money on someone coming into the business? It's just a waste of my money. You know, shout out to Brian Tobias. He just commented on a post within the last like 24 hours, I think. And he said he waited till he had 500 clients before he hired his first admin. And he said, hindsight being 2020, he knows he waited too long. And my first thought, I didn't, I didn't even get to the second sentence yet. But when I read that first sentence, I was like, oh my gosh, 500 clients and not a single assistant to help you is insane. And he understands that now. And I mean, I think as soon as you're cash flow positive, investing in someone to eliminate those low revenue generating activities is just crucial. And you have to realize it's an ROI. If your time's worth $100 an hour and you're spending $1,500 or 15 hours on something that generates no money and you can pay someone very little to do those. And now you can turn around and generate $1,500 a week. Now you're making $6,000 more per month. You're paying your assistant two or three grand a month. You're netting three grand more per month. It's that simple. So you have to look again, it's an employee versus business owner. ROI versus expense. It's a total mindset paradigm shift that you guys have to understand. 
you know, the, the, here's the three things. And this is like, this is like summit preview, Christian. I'm giving everyone, this is like taco Tuesday, six months early summit preview. Three things you guys need to do. First one is eliminate before you delegate, before you automate, you need to eliminate the bullshit activities that you're doing during your week. There's going to be stuff you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. You know, like, like Joanna said, maybe you're spending a bunch of time, like doing graphic design. You're like, I'm going to come I'm going to, I'm going to do graphic design for 20 hours this week for a flyer or for a business card or for social media. Like, no, eliminate that. You know, if you really need it done and you can't find like a stock image or something that, that could fill it, then you, yeah, you delegate that. But first you get rid of those activities that you shouldn't be doing. Then you automate the ones that you can. So that way there's no money and no time being spent. The text messages that Joanna just talked about, you know how many software solutions there are that can send text messages for you on automatic triggers where literally it looks like you're texting someone and you're sending out personal notifications. I got a text the other day, you guys. I almost, I I really want to pull it up. So my birthday was about a month and a half ago, okay? And um, I'm subscribed to Russell Brunson, the Click Fun, uh, ClickFunnels founder, okay, co-founder. And I get these texts all the time from him. I usually just ignore them. I get a video from him on my birthday. Oh. It is a personalized birthday video that got texted to me. Do you think Russell Brunson took time to film a birthday video for me personally? No. Are you kidding me? That same birthday video goes to everyone. But I literally took a second, watched the whole video, and thought, whoa, this is cool. Russell That's pretty Brunson. good. That's that pretty good. Like, you didn't say, hey, Glenn. Uh, if it was, it was in the text, right? So it was probably one of those, like, you can <coughs> plug in the name, but in the video. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's saying happy birthday with a cupcake. You know, like, I'm, I'm going to find it, but... So, you know, automate what you can and then delegate what you can't eliminate and what you can't automate. Calling Mrs. Jones to see if she got her Humana card. You can't automate that. I mean, you could maybe send an automated email and, and ask, but, you know, have your assistant make that phone call and, and really free up your time. And then generate money, generate money, generate money. Just like Christian was saying, focus on your high revenue generating activities so glenn you were calling me i actually caught myself creating flyers at midnight last oh no like i had events all weekend and i still have events going up until friday when i leave and i was sitting here (laughs) flyers and i'm like why am i doing this i could just come on fiverr and paid someone 10 15 dollars instead of losing sleep you know um, but sometimes we need to be reminded of, um, you know, services like that. Fiverr.com with two R's at the end. They're amazing. You can outsource a lot over there for like very cheap. I mean, they did my logo. Um, I think they've done a couple of our logos and um, flyers and artwork and stuff, you know. Um, so, yeah, we definitely need to. Yeah. Uh, I want this really fast. I want to play this for you guys. I just heard it's your birthday. <laughs> something special for you right now. Um, I got you something. It's a cupcake. Happy birthday. <laughs> so there you go. We can join us together. Now, um, this is if you are 
not on a diet. If you are on a diet, I've also got protein donuts. So we can do a double celebration. Uh, but anyway, I want to wish you happy birthday and a special day. I'm here celebrating with you. And uh, with that said, hope you have a great day. <laughs> That's so good. It's happy day, right? Like it's silly. I knew it was just automation because I'm a marketer, but it still was like special, right? And like that's so simple. Like he didn't even think about it. He didn't even know it's my birthday, you guys. And it's it's that personalized touch. That's what Christian wants next year, Uh right? He wants that personalized touch, that local touch. That's what's gonna win next year, guys. Uh Yeah. So. One one quick thing before we go. One of my friends wanted to text a lady that he had a crush on and ask her out to dinner. And I said... Automate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I said, instead of sliding in her DMs and just a quick text, right? I said, make a video with your proposal. So, hey, Christian, it's Joanna. I was thinking... You know, if you were free next week, maybe we could get together and I could take you out to dinner or drinks, whatever you prefer, whatever your comfort level is. And people are, it's it's more personal, right? And it puts that personal touch on it. So if you can't get a hold of your leads, make a video, send it to them. Make sure that, you know, they, they see that it's not stranger danger. You're just a simple guy, simple girl trying to get a hold of them. Hey, Glenn, it's Joanna. I got this, you know, postcard back in the mail requesting information from Medicare. I'm the local Medicare specialist here in Atlanta. If you need help trying to figure out what you need or anything that you have going on, just send me a text back and we can schedule a one-on-one, you know, and people open up videos. They do. We're, we're content hungry. People open up their text messages way more than they open up their voicemails. Um, so imagine the open rate of a video. So that's my tip for the day. Thank I like you. it. Uh, that's really good. fast. I do want to mention your text that you publicly posted about like the last day of AAP. I thought that was fantastic too. You're like, you're like, hey, you're like, this is someone I've been playing phone tag with. You're like, text me all the info or don't even talk to me. <laughs> I thought that was great too. And she did. And she was she was the power of attorney for her dad, who's in a personal care home. And she was very grateful. She texted me all the information. I was able to type it in while I was on the phones with somebody else and everything. And, you know, we got her smart away. But I, I don't have time to sit here and go through you reading your met, metformin and metropolol and, you know, all those 20 million medications. And, oh, let me go find his uh, doctor's list. No, we get it all together. He's taking a water pill. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yep. And it's just, uh, you know, people just, if you tell somebody the parameters that you work, most people will work in your parameters. Yeah. Hey, Glenn, would love to help you. Here's what I need. Send it by email or text message, and I'd be happy to help you first thing in the morning. Well, I don't want to. Unfortunately, that's how I perform this service. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need a local agent, I can make a recommendation. Maybe Travis is, lives near you or something. I'm not coming to your house. Not on the last minute or the last day. Nope. Didn't do with it. So, and then some people, they played phone tag too long. I just forwarded them to the call center. You know, I couldn't get a hold of them. And that's sometimes you have to understand when you're at your limit. I was already at my limit, you know, and I just plugged in Andrew's call center phone number, said, hey, if you need help still, 
because we had a bunch of agents over there who could simply help, you know. <coughs> so, and they they I called me it. back. Hey, I talked to you know Joni or Andre. I was like, great agent. I'm glad they got you squared away, you know. Yep. So make friends that have bigger resources than you. You know, you don't have to be the everybody. You know. I love it. I love it. Guys, I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Will you just respect me for once, Christian? <laughs> will you just will you just tell me off? Speaking of automations, I literally just got an email for a, a meeting that Glenn and I have tomorrow. Ooh. Reminder. I just got a reminder email from Lead Heroes. Guess who sent that? Nobody. 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 <laughs> I thought I nobody. I was under the impression that Glenn literally put a put you know put a, put a email cardboard cut out of himself. <laughs> While we're on, he's sending this to me right now. Kirsten, <laughs> tomorrow we are meeting each other. Hey, reminder, <laughs> reminder. Yeah. Um, th this th this was a killer episode, you guys. You're welcome. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was <laughs> and Joanna is always fantastic when she comes on. So Joanna, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time. Right. Um, thank you for making the summit uh, an event. That's just going to. Yes. Explode. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I might bring my tiara, um, but I think mm -hmm. everybody's coming to see me. <laughs> um, I think Joanna's, Joanna's six figure Medicare agent summit. Let's just let's <laughs> the name on top. Let's just there call it what go. it is. When Christian told me he was doing it, I was like, better than you than me because I have no desire ever to host uh, that, that type of event. <laughs> a lot of work that goes into it. You know, people don't understand oh, yeah. the work that goes into it. Well, so much work. I'll show up. Tony's, Tony's doing the MC, and you know, so I don't have to worry about that. There you go. He's a good MC. Yeah. I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> outsource baby look at you delegating. look at and you delegating like, I, I made sure that I, get, I made sure that i got the first slot of the day because i can't go after anybody else you know i don't want to have to go after justin brock or galen right <laughs> oh, i need so, to know where my at first at first you were a little hesitant though and i was like think about it it's better it's better uh -huh. to go first yeah. uh -huh. that and i can then i can go drink my coffee and everything yep can I go after uh, Joanna then? Where where am I on the list? list? We, we haven't got that far yet. The only thing I know is Joanna's going first. Okay, That's good. All I'll, I know. Well, I'll go first the second day then. We'll both go first. There you go. There, there you go. There you go. That works. Boom. There you go. Well, I'm excited. Can't wait to see everybody in Salt I am Lake too. City. Um, I've been I haven't been out to Salt Lake City since I left the Air Force in 2007. I was stationed in Idaho, and I used to have to go to the doctors and in Salt Lake City. Uh, so I haven't been there in, gosh, how long is that? 15, 16 years? Um, thankfully, you decided to do it when it's warm enough for me to wear my flip-flops because I told you I wasn't going to wear boots. <laughs> I know better. I know better. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to a great year. I think a lot of people need to focus on their, and you don't have to tell Christian or Glenn what your weaknesses are, but make a, you know, a list of what weaknesses you have and then ask the people that you contract with on, you know, filling in those weaknesses. I and mean, maybe they have training already done and I bet you they do. You know, you just have to tap into it. A lot, I see a lot of agents asking questions and they didn't go to their uplines training because I know their upline. Um, 
So make sure you go to your uplines training, make sure you tap into the resources you have. Um, if you're, you know, IMO has connection and go high level and all the technology, just use it, you know? 100%. Two cents. I love it. Christian, what, if someone wanted more info on the summit or if they wanted to spend their hard earned monies on a ticket, where can they learn more about the summit? So, um, you'll want to go to, I want to get the domain, right? Hang on guys. You know what's cool is I forgot what days it was and I just searched Google six figure agent yeah. summit. You'll find it on there. You'll definitely find it in there. So if you go to six figure Medicare agent.com, okay. um, you'll be able to find information about it. It is June 10th and 11th next year um, here in Salt Lake city at the Radisson hotel. Um, and as, as those rooms don't, as those rooms become less and less available, guys, the prices are, are starting to go up even after our discount. So our discount gives you 20% off the rooms. So if you haven't booked your rooms, be sure to book your rooms. Um, we're starting to see the prices go up as, as it gets closer on the rooms. Um, but yeah, guys head over to, um, six figure Medicare agent.com and you'll be able to find it or you can just Google six figure Medicare agent summit and you can find it on there also. And you'll find the, you'll find the page, you'll find the landing page. We will all be there. We'll all be there. I need to call and book my room at the Radisson and make sure they have my penthouse suite still. Available. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, man, I hope my two bedroom suites available. I really need space. I can't talk. I can't do a well, public well, speaking without space. How well, horrible I, I, if we're I, I, down the street? I know what's, I know what's going to happen. Like 40 people are going to want to come stay at my house. It's not happening guys. Just a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Crashing at Christians. Yeah. Over. You're like, hey, I forgot to book my room, Christian. You got any room? <laughs> I'll be, I'll Christian, be okay. Christian, can Violet sleep in your room and I'll sleep in Violet's room? Is that possible? Hmm. That crib sure looks comfortable. <laughs> I can scrunch. I can get real small and just fit in there. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. Thanks, um, thank you for coming on. Chat with, my, with my friends over at Six Figure Medicare Agent. Um, this is streaming live in a couple groups right now, right? So I tried to do four. It only let me do three because I down I downgraded my membership. I was paying like 50 a month for the professional. Oh, okay. Wow. And I downgraded wow. it because I didn't want to pay that much. And now it only lets me do three. So I had to I had to I had to cut I had to cut one off. Oh, okay. You could have used mine. I was just telling you I, I had StreamYard and I don't even use it. <laughs> um I didn't know. I didn't I didn't know any better. Okay. I didn't know That's any better. Hard. Well, thank you guys for joining us. It's a Tuesday afternoon, yes. a busy Tuesday. I still have a list of people I have to go tidy up before I get on the ship. Uh, have have a great have a great time and um, stay off your phone. Enjoy yourself. And um, yes, enjoy the time off. You, it's well earned. I, I I'm not answering anybody's questions for eight days while I'm there. I can't wait for that post. That's like. Joanna's not responding to my calls. I have an I have a contracting problem. Please, <laughs> Joanna. Oh my gosh, she's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, it can't be a contracting problem for Nation Care because we have a whole contracting department that thankfully doesn't involve me anymore. So <laughs> well, I, just saw, I just saw someone spamming you about contracting. They were like, 
They're like, I have it. It was like the last day of AEP, and someone was like, <laughs> Joanna's not calling me back. I was like, I was like, what are you I saying? It's the last day of AEP. Why would she be calling you? She's not gonna call you. What's <laughs> going on? I mean, and a lot of people don't understand. Like, I still sell full time, part time, maybe. Um, during AEP, I normally sell full time. This year, I didn't. This year, I sold sometime <laughs> and, and, and that was because i support hundreds of agents and that right. they're my they're my heart you know so nation care agents had to come before joanna sales and that, that's just fair you know um so first I, i'm your mentor first i'm a sales agent second right um but yeah so this was probably my last year selling full-time in aap um just because it's hard to, it's hard to be all things to all people. There's no way, and if anybody says that they do this or they're lying, there's no way to answer a hundred agents a day and make 10 plus sales a day. There's no way to do it. No. You're, you're, you're giving somebody the shitty end of the stick. Yeah, right? Christian, Christian tries to do that more or less every single day. So <laughs> I think he can tell you. And I feel like killing myself at the end of every single day. <laughs> we, both, we both have been through the same path and we have similar structures. And it's like, by the end of the day, you don't want to talk to anybody because you've been around ragged for the last 18 hours, you know? Um, but, you know, my partners at Nation Care, they mean the world to me, the agents that partnered with us. So they get all of my attention. And then if I have time to sell afterwards, I do. So, yep. Um, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I'm not going to be selling anything for eight days. It's going to feel good. No, no Medicare, anything. We're going to tell him to call Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be on call. There you go. Well, yep. in, enjoy, enjoy your cruise, Joanna. Yes. And, um, guys, thank you so much for, for tuning in. This was a great episode. It, it could have gone for another hour. You know, it was yeah. that good. Um, yeah. Well, and we, uh, we'll certainly do it again soon. Joanna will be back. and um, we'll I'm going to start back. charging for appearances. Oh, yeah, seriously. We need to get the next one done before that starts. We need to do that. We need to get it before. Grandfather it in. Uh, no, we want to be grandfathered in on the free <laughs> On the free deal. Free package. Um, we, I don't know when we'll do the next Taco Tuesday, guys, but it won't be too yeah. long. I don't think we will probably next week, right? Um, yeah, right before, probably not next week. And, and you know, it might not be until the start of next year. This, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, have a great week. And um, happy, Merry Christmas to all of you guys. And happy holidays and whatever you celebrate. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Don't call me. <laughs> <laughs>